We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah, welcome to uh, Hard Reads. Uh, I'm TK, and this is Austin, and we are going to talk about some pretty great topics today. We actually have uh, on the docket uh, Korean and SoCal, and how he's been saying that SoCal uh, sucks. You know, one of the has the most resources, but the worst re- one of the worst regions. Uh, left hand versus Tekken, and his you know soiree into that, and of course, top five moments of the year. So we'll be a lot of talk. Mostly, I feel like a lot of that's going to, you know, circle around MK Leo, but it is what it is. Like, he's a very dominant force in Ultimate right now, so it makes sense. Anyway, I'm TK Breezy. It's Austin. What's going on, man? Not, not much, dude. Uh, just a, uh, kind of a side note. Uh, I did, uh, like, get laid off last week. So now for next year, I get a lot of, like, severance pay coming in for money. So I got, I'm going to have a lot of free time coming up. So I'm pretty excited. Now, well, I don't think it's going to be the whole year, is it? No, it's four months. But that's still oh, like a like, long, damn, that's a long time, yeah. though. <laughs> enough time. Definitely enough I'm, time. So. I'm going to chill for like two months, you know. But other than that, like, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, I mean, that sucks, you know. But uh, yeah. the best thing, is, the best thing you can do is keep yourself in a short rhythm. Because I feel like what's going to happen is, is like, you know, you're going to get, you're going to be off and you're kind of enjoying like a vacation and whatnot. <laughs> and then... You're going to get your next job and you're going to start waking back up at six and you're going to be like, what the fuck? Why, how did this happen? So you know, bro, that's the whole s- reason I'm still doing this. Bro, I just want to sleep in until like nine or eight thirty. Mm. That sounds amazing. Because mm. like right now I'm still doing it until the end of the year is like I wake up at like six or five thirty sometimes, depending on what's going on. Yeah, so. I um, I shot myself in the foot when I was a high, a, a high schooler because in, in senior year I had two classes and they both started at noon. So I just. 
Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for, I just I just started waking up at like 11 and then I had to go back and get a real job. So I had to start waking up at six again. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is terrible. So really now I'm freelancing, waking up back at 11. It's great. It's great. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're living the dream, honestly. So it, 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 it might be stressful at times, but you're you got to do what you love, you know, so. And it's, it's a dream sometimes, <laughs> nightmare other times. Anyway. <laughs> Getting in uh, to our first talk commitment. We got Korean and SoCal. So if you guys didn't know, Korean this week has made it, uh, you know, so it's made, he, he's made it like a twit longer. And it was basically saying that SoCal does not, uh, you know, they don't use their resources effectively. And that's for like top players, for mid-level players, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And like, to an extent, I agree with him. Like SoCal definitely was booming in in four like it came out of nowhere tgg esa all that good stuff and then like all the top players it was like everything was a mini national at all times right and then the top players stopped showing up as much because they didn't have a reason to uh because well one you know obviously the money of a local is never that great but two it's just like a lot of stress every week to beat the same top people or you know top people all the time it's for like a hundred dollars so they stopped going because obviously streaming uh, became big as well. But another thing that I think is a huge problem in SoCal is actually the amount of locals they have. Like uh, on any given day, there's like seven locals. And so instead of everyone just coming to one hub, it's like there's five 30-man locals when there could be two 75 to 150-man locals. And I get that SoCal is big and like you'd have to travel, you know, an hour and some change for uh most locals or whatever but like it seems like they're used to that and it seems like they're only really cutting like 15 to 30 minutes out of their trip anyway to go to a smaller local so i feel like uh, i don't know if that's a to thing where the tos are trying to become the next best thing the next big thing and they're so they're in competition they don't want to team up but i really think that team uh or tos should team up more often uh in socal so that they can have bigger nationals or bigger locals sorry and then you know obviously Though that'll probably lead to greater nationals too. But yeah, just the locals being that small uh, and spread out, I really think that hurts the SoCal scene as well. Yeah, I definitely agree on that front. The thing is, like, it, it's hard to get everyone to work together because everyone's got their own business, everyone's got their own venue that they want to promote. And if you work together, you know, that's going to dip into their pockets when they could be running, you know, it's sometimes it's not even the TO's decision. It could be the person who owns the venue's decision, like whoever owns like the store or whatever. I guess TDG is kind of different because they have a hotel area for their local, which is very bizarre. Um, but like, I feel like it's something that they really can't fix because of mm-hmm. the nature of competition. So I think it's, that's just going to be like a permanent like thing for them until like, companies go under or you know tournaments go it's competition you know so someone doesn't have a monopoly but then there's too much competition so yeah yeah which is yeah, not so I, I, I really don't know how they're gonna play that one out because it's just mm. like there's so much you know there's there like i really get where they're coming from there it literally is so much socal <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's huge I, yeah and i just i don't know man you know with with that, with the fact that everything is so spread out, I understand why there's so many locals, but I do think that there doesn't need to be seven. Like, I can see like two locals a day in SoCal being like the the prime, you know, like, all right, there's one up in like upper SoCal and there's one in lower SoCal. So it's like there's one in San Diego or something and then there's one in like L.A. And then anyone in between or close to those just goes to those. But for the most part, man, like I just 
it's just so big and it's so spread out. And I think that, like, as I said earlier, that I think it's the TO is also trying to be like the next big thing instead of wanting to work together. And as you pointed out, yeah, maybe the money part of it is an issue as well. But money seems to be a big, big issue for Smash in general. Like we just we don't have it and we want it. But once we get it, we're calling everybody a sellout. So I just I don't know. <laughs> like I just don't know how that works out for That's you. It's the so. circle of life, bro. Like, come on, mm-hmm. it's a never-ending loop. The th- uh, like, I feel like it, so New York City, for instance, the other side of the coast. Like, we have a tournament once a day, except weekends, which happen every now and then. But on the Monday through Friday, there's a tournament each day at a different venue, or sometimes the same venue, and that's it. There's very rarely we have competition on the exact same day, and it's been lovely and nice because everyone, if you want to play, that day is available to play. But and you don't have to worry about going to like a smaller one. Uh, it didn't used yeah. to be like that for Smash Four because we had you know you had to go to different boroughs like the Queens or or Brooklyn or something like that, and all the tournaments are pretty much in Manhattan now. So it's yeah, nice think, centralized. I think, I think they should. I think people should probably stop worrying so much about, um, about like the tournament side of things. I think honestly, top players should just get together and practice more, and not online. I mean, like I I see that New York has actually been doing that where they're having like actual Smash Fest mm-hmm. and just playing and trying to learn as much as about as they can about certain people's characters as a game and stuff i don't think everything needs to be in a tournament setting just as long as you're going with the idea of i'm trying to learn or get better then the matches should be good i know people are all like oh it's just friendlies but sometimes those friendlies can really show you a lot so i you know i'm gonna take my friendlies to heart or at the very least uh i'm gonna attempt to try unless i know that like or unless that, that thing that levin said a while back where like oh if you uh, ultimate players play friendlies for too long by like an hour in they're already playing their like ninth best character i don't like That's doing New that York anymore. i literally play two characters they do nah, i play two characters now bro <laughs> I, <laughs> I play dog. i play chic and i play we fit that is it i'm like all right once the chic doesn't work all right all right let me play the we fit you know like that's it but um Speaking of Leffen, now moving on. So if you guys didn't know, Leffen has been, well, I don't know if he's actually trying to get into it deep like that, but he has been talking about getting into uh, uh, Tekken, which is a game that I've been very versed into since the game has come out. Like I've been playing Tekken since day one. Uh, maybe not as much on stream as usual, but I have been playing a lot more lately just because I wanted to try out Leori. But yeah, I just, he has uh, been playing some Tekken and according to him, and I was sat in his channel for a little bit, but according to him, uh, the Tekken community uh, was very toxic to him. You know, like he, like he came in and he was like, oh, you know, I mean, he made a, a series of tweets about it too. It was like, this is the most toxic the community's ever been to me, blah, 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 a bunch of other people. He got to the point where they made like uh, r slash Kappa threads about him and how he was bitching and all that good stuff. But there's two sides of the story, to be honest. Le- Leffen, uh, regardless if he wants to like claim this or not, Leffen is... Uh, his persona is very toxic. Like, it, it's just a bunch of complaining and whining, which is definitely not good. And I'm saying his persona because, like, I've hung out with Leffen, and he's, like, he's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not like the, that's not like a normal Leffen thing where he's just always bitching. But, like, online, that's what it looks like. He just looks like he's always bitching. So he gets into this game. He hasn't played for more than four days, and he, I guess, expects to be a god. So instead of, like, just seeing that he's probably getting caught by gimmicks because he doesn't know what they are yet because he's new. He's just, oh, this game is trash because of this, that, this, that, and the other. <laughs> so for people who uh, really like that game and who have spent time into it, of course they're going to shit on you. Like, that, I, that's, you can't come into anything, you can't come into literally anything uh, after like five weeks of, uh, or not even five weeks, of five days 
of doing whatever it is where people have spent like their whole livelihood doing it and then start calling it trash as if the people who have not spent their whole livelihood doing it are not going to be offended. It's like if I out of nowhere decided I wanted to be a football player, right? I've never done football before. Like that's not a thing, right? And then uh and then like after getting tackled four times, I'm like this game is trash. I'm off the field and you guys are playing a trash game. That's that it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You can't do that. Yeah, you just so, come off as a wuss. Like Yeah, you just come off like a like a bitch and like that's why a lot of people were that's a lot of people of the FGC were saying. So I think after they saw that he was getting agitated and already tweeting about them, they just started to harass him. And that's not even like a not normal thing on the internet because he was like oh like i see people are saying stuff like oh it's just the internet but like this has never happened to me in other games well the thing is about the other games you were good at them so you were allowed to have opinions like that uh and most people couldn't check you because they couldn't beat you you could say ultimate trash and then you won a tournament so like what are we supposed to do now right you were really good at dbfz and i don't really think he shot on dbfz like that anyway but he was really good at dbfz uh, and he's got like him in melee and he praises melee to the highest of uh, you know all powers. So like, there's no shit talking there. No one's gonna shit talk you back in melee. No one's really gonna shit talk you back in ultimate because a lot of the people that are watching you are probably in agreement. And then no one's gonna shit talk you in DBFC because you were also really good at that game. However, you're currently not good at Tekken, and you're coming in, I guess, kind of expecting to become the god in a couple of days and Tekken is just not a game you can do that like it took me a long long it took me a whole year to get to just yellows and uh that's like not even a, a great rank that's like a I don't know, that's like a super mid-level rank there's like five there's like 15 more tiers over me so i <sighs> just i don't know man i don't it's just the the tone deafness there was what really killed me on him calling everything toxic while still con- existing as being left and like i just yeah, like it, it, it's a almost like a hyperbole of some kind. Like he he literally he he's a, he's a newcomer to Tekken. Like he's actually a scrub because he's new to the game, and then he's exuding those opinions that scrubs make when they can't beat something. Like I can't, I don't know how to beat this, and I haven't labbed it yet, so therefore it's broken and, and this is a bad game because I never figured out how to beat it. That's what it comes off as. So of course people are gonna make fun of me. Like it's like I I'd make fun of someone like that, you know. So just because he's good yeah. at something else doesn't mean that that like level of respect transfers over to another game you know unless he was good but he's not yeah. so i and, think and he, i think also that like there's a lot of history in tekken too that like i don't even know but i know that exists so there's a lot of old school stuff that you also miss so if you came in directly at tevin's uh tekken 7 then of course like you're not you're going to be getting blown out by a lot of stuff while dbfz was the first game of its kind so it was like everyone was more so on a like equal playing field. Like I mean, sure, there's other fighters like that, like three uh three v three enemy fighters, whatever Marvel or whatever, you know. But it was easier to jump into a game from ground one where every or ground zero where everyone is trying to learn the game than to come into a game that has legacy where people are just kind of refreshing their ideas on their certain characters, uh, except for the DLC characters that are like new. So yeah, no. I... It, it it's a weird like situation because it, I I saw the I actually missed all of that that happened like on Twitter and Twitch and everything until I saw the apology tweet later because like he he Levin actually like uh, I, did, did he apologized right I think that's what I was reading on one of his tweets like I mean as much as Levin could it, yeah it was I, he said sorry he definitely said sorry he mm-hmm. was like oh like I you know like I I tweeted this out in anger you know and in uh anger 
And he was like, I know that the Tekken community in itself is not that is not bad, but I, I, I the Tekken online community is trash. And I just we're we're in two different boats because I think that like I knew I came in as a super newcomer. Like I knew that I came in on some real scrub shit. Like I didn't know much about the game. I had to learn a bunch of stuff. And I, for the most part, will allow people in the chat to help me unless I feel like they're being condescending about it. Now, at the same time, though, I'm not claiming that the game is shit or or am I claiming that, like, I'm a god. Like, I just know that, like, right now I'm bad and I'm just trying to get better like I am in pretty much every game that I play. And I think that was the uh, disconnect between me and Leffen is that he came in expecting to be, like, the god in, like, four days and that just didn't happen. And then he got frustrated because he wasn't the god in four days. And everyone's looking at him like, well, we want to help you. And he's like, no, I don't want your help. And then they're like, well, fuck you then. And then he's like, well, fuck you then. And then <laughs> that's how we get to where we're at yeah. now. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it is what it is, man. Like it's, it's it the whole situation didn't shock me at all, to be honest. No. Like, like this, like I, I heard about it. It's like, oh, okay, that that's funny. And then, and then I kind of just like moved on. But then I, you know, I saw I, I looked into it more because because we were going to talk about it today, and I discovered everything that happened. And yes. Tekken's not an easy game, bro. That game is hard. I played that game for like two weeks, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, I, I, I was learning bit by game. bit, but I, I, I was a king player. Uh, you gotta, I mean, well, yeah, well, you, I mean, you had to learn like a lot too. You had to learn like chain throws and stuff. Like Tekken's one of those games where like every day that you play, you still have to hop into training mode. Like, yeah. just to refresh some stuff. Like, it doesn't matter what you, I, I never, I literally never hopped straight into ranked unless I like, unless I had already been like messing around uh, when playing some of my friends or something. Then I'll hop and train the rank. But if I hop, like if I start the stream and I want to play Tekken, the first like 30 minutes I'm in training mode. A lot of fighting games are like that too. Like you should go into training mode like literally every day. Uh, yeah. Smash is not that type of game, unfortunately, because the training mode is garbage, which I've talked about before. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can still do stuff, but yeah, for the most part. Jab, reverse, over, rush soccer. back air with Chrom, you know, like <laughs> That's all I can do, man. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> That's what I do uh, in training mode. Well, I'm glad that you called it a reverse aerial rush back air instead of Jer, as they've been trying to. I, I'm not ever, ever. Who says Jer? Uh, it's been. I don't know if that's like a meme on the on the uh, on Twitter, but I've seen a lot of the Crom uh, and Roy players talking about some. Well, if you do jab to back air and you know it's coming, shouldn't we just call that Jer? And I'm Bro. like, no. I'm no. gonna start calling it Jer. I'm going to uppercut you, dude. Um, it's so anyway. easy to say. No, it is not, bro. Like, just call it, just call it something else. Jer sounds gross. It's not even. <laughs> that's not a jab. Like, Jer means jab air, and like that just does not. That's not a thing. If it was a jab air, the only jab air in the game <laughs> is uh is Little Max neutral air. <laughs> that's a jab air. You know what I'm saying? I'm but anyway, call, I'm gonna call it the oopsie scoopsies. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm down. I'm you down. Just, give, I'm down for give, that. Give it a simple name. You gotta like give that. it something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Hit them with the old. <laughs> They're like, all right, well, we're out. I'm, like, I'm leaving now. Sorry, man. All right, it's all good. But hey, uh, speaking of Smash, you know, we got a uh, the end of the year is here. TK, 2019. The end of the year is here. We've got. We went through our first year of Smash, and uh, so let's talk about some of the hot highlights of it. Now, this probably won't uh, line up to everyone else's list, but this is just a list that we came up with super quickly. Uh, over the things that we thought about, you know, throughout uh, this year. So the biggest one, obviously, is going to be a no-brainer. It is Leo's dominance over this game already. Um, he just, you know, he came, hit the ground swinging, and just like that, or hit the ground running, and just like that, he's uh, still at the top. Now, he was pretty much at the top at the end of Smash 4, too, and he just carried that dominance over 
uh, into Ultimate. And, I've, you know, he's only, I think this second season, the second season of PGR, the lowest place he's got is second. So that's... <laughs> That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, only I think it was twice too. So like I just you know it's he always makes it to grands. You know like that's that's yep. always something. But like you know the Smash Four dominance from zero was still greater than this. Like in, sure. the, in the beginning, but this is still pretty. Like no one's gonna say MKLeo is not the best player right now. You know. Yeah, I mean zero. The zero's dominance in the beginning was the shriek is just it's unbeatable. But however, like the competition I think is a little like a little more fierce right now. Yeah. Uh, on who could actually, you know, potentially take out MK Leo, it just doesn't happen. So, yeah, I, I mean, Leo's the god, and he will continue to be the god until someone is able to, you know, consistently bust his ass. beat him. Like, yeah, and the consistency is the the key word. Like he, they have to beat him again and again and again. You know, like not just yeah, a one time yeah. wonder. So yeah, I can't say? even think. I can't even think of who could do that right now like so everyone who's got a win on him has got like kind of like a one-off and uh, and then everyone who's got a win on him might not even get a chance to reach him like Nairo's got the win on him but Nairo doesn't place well all the time or get into like the grand finals all the time and then Samsora's got a win on him and Samsora also doesn't place uh into the top three all the time so I, I don't know man it's interesting. It, like you could say it's Sam Sorry, it could be Nairo, it could be Tweak. Like there's so could many. Could be Tweak. But then Tweak also has like problems getting to grand finals sometimes. So like like MK is the only consistent player. Like that's getting in there in that top spot. And I think it's because the level of competition is like MK Leo. And then after that, then everyone else is like kind of tied, which is why they're always like mixing and matching what the placements are, because they're all around the same level. Meanwhile, MK Leo is just like leaving dust in the path. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping for 2020 that we see a new contender that starts to win a lot and put MK Leo in his place and try to like overtake that spot. I think that'd, that'd make for a kind of an exciting storyline in Ultimate because right now the storylines in Ultimate aren't the greatest because of that. Mm -hmm. But you know, so yeah, I think that's number one. I think I think everyone knew that, that MK Leo being the best was or his dominance. You know, winning the biggest tournaments like Evo. Was yeah, if it wasn't number one, I mean, it was easily going to be on the list, but to, yeah. to us, it was going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, next, like we got Nairo. <laughs> yeah, it's like a quick top five. So. Yeah, yeah. Up next, we got Nairo in his first one of an S tier, which is pretty huge. Uh, that S tier being main stage. Uh, also over MK Leo in a reset as well. And the last game was pretty dominant uh, on top of that. So, you know, Nairo, obviously like the hero of Smash uh, Ultimate or and four. You know, he's got a super huge following. People always want to see him do well and things like that. Or a lot of people always want to see him do well and things like that. So that was the first time he was able to get a, a S tier win. He's got some great placements just in general, but never, never to the placement of that S tier win. So big shout out to Nairo. The grinds finally paid off. The only real top player who can like sit and do a Wi-Fi for years. <laughs> for, for years on end and still go and be a top player. I just I don't know how he does it, man. I don't know how he does it. Like, because he does get offline practice, but, like, he's, majority of the time, he's just messing around in online. So, like, he knows the game very well, but, like, to get those, to get that, like, tight reaction times, like, I don't know how the hell he does it. He says, he says the Wi-Fi is not that bad. He says playing online is not that bad, and I, I just, I, I, I disagree, but I, I don't understand how he could do that. Props to him for running that stream and being, like, the most popular Smash Ultimate streamer out there. No, it was, yeah. a, it was a long time coming because, like, you know, like in Smash 4, he was the first one to take a tournament from zero. Mm -hmm. um, and then in Brawl, he had a dominance there in the tri-state area with his Meta Knight. So, like, he, it, it's, he's been he's been in Smash for a long time. 
So yeah. ever since he was a kid. So it's cool to see yeah. him like making a making a very decent living with it. Yeah, I think he's like what is he like one uh what is he like twenty three now or twenty two, something like that. He's still he just super turned twenty two, yeah. Yeah, so he's still got some time ahead of him. As I said, I think most players peak around like twenty six. So he's got some time. Now speaking of peaking, uh Larry Lur. <laughs> I want to join that commentary desk. Anyway, uh, wow. <laughs> Wait, I, that was for a shout out to Korean, bro. He always shits on Larry. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, because Larry, you gotta, oh, you gotta go to locals. You gotta go to locals to get better, right? Yeah, good times. But oh, uh, he'd kick our ass. Uh, yeah, he, he definitely beat my ass. Still in the, I mean, but like we're like the same age, or so we're both boomers. Like he's twenty nine, I'm thirty, and like it's Come over. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> up next, man, we got Lefties beating Salem. So. Uh, if you guys didn't know, there was like a whole arc of Smash Ultimate where Salem was, well, he still is, but he was like a super <laughs> villain and he was all, yeah, bro, like uh, the melee community is just a bunch of bullies, blah, blah, blah. And somehow he single-handedly united uh, the entire Smash community on calling him an idiot. Now, the biggest thing that came out of this was that Leffen, a primarily melee player, uh, a primarily melee player beat him. And that was a huge thing because all Salem was doing was talk about how melee players are one tricks and they can't do anything but play melee or anything like that. Then he loses to the primarily melee player. So that didn't go well for him. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just, that's pretty much it. That's the end of that story right there. Like he, he lost him. Uh, there's like a, an addendum to that story where he beat uh, Armada and then he like didn't shake his hand and was like really rude about it. And it was kind of interesting because he should have held all that that animosity for Leffen because Armada said like one thing and then he like never answered him back again. But Leffen, anytime he could make fun of Salem, he would do it. And then he beat Salem. And then I guess Salem never had another chance to play him or something like that. And he just, but when he beat Armada, he popped off on him. Like Armada was Salem when we were all like, what the, that, these are two different people, man. Like, like literally like, like there, there's a giant arc for that. And I felt like the super smash con was like the finale when left and beat them. Like, cause like yeah. before that, there were so many times when they were supposed to fight based on like brackets, but then someone would get upset. So it didn't happen. So when it finally did, it just like, no one's really talked about Salem since that yeah. happened. But like that, that, I mean that, that was great because you saw like all the melee players like popping off for left and two. And like, it was, a. Uh, yeah, it all started on Twitter. That's the thing. With Twitter, I think someone made a video on it. I remember watching like a YouTube video of someone like composing like all the tweets together. Maybe it was like Sartosti. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. I just it was hilarious. that that moment always kind of sticks out to me. Like, why would you of all the people to pop off on? Why would you like, pop off on Armada, Armada too, dude? <laughs> like, it's like even if he was, what? even if it was, like I just Armada. It's Armada, dude. Like, Come what on, do you man. Do? Yeah, all melee uh, players are the same to Salem. Maybe that's what it was, you know. Yeah, melee players live in a commune. They yeah. share one brain cell, apparently. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> so getting into our uh, next topic, we got Evo's top eight, the entire thing. And well, yeah, I don't know if you guys watched Evo's top eight, but it was an amazing experience mm-hmm. uh, for multiple reasons. Well, amazing for me because I got to commentate in house, and that was really cool. But uh, overall, just an amazing experience uh, altogether. Had fun uh, watching crazy matches. You know, uh, almost got the tweak and MKLeo like rivalry really came to a head right there. Where oh man, and it, it happened so again good. too uh, last weekend with with Tweak MKLeo. Another game five situation uh, where Tweak just couldn't clutch it out. But he, you can definitely tell that he's getting closer. As long if if Tweak can clutch out that last game, 
he would definitely be the best the best player by now but it's just him in that last game against mkla i'll never go well yeah and if you could just consistently beat him too i think that 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 would like solidify each week but what made evo like so spectacular was that there was all that talk about like who should get the fin- the final spot of top eight? Should it be? It's not gonna be Street Fighter this year, even though Street Fighter's always had it. So it's either gonna be Tekken or Smash, and people really wanted it to be Tekken uh, because Tekken's yeah. always been hype, and Ultimate's a brand new game. We don't know if it's gonna be hype. So when Ultimate got it, a lot of eyes were on it to be like, "Are you guys gonna like? How how are you gonna top Tekken that just happened? You know?" And it delivered. It was one of the most exciting top eights out there for Ultimate, and I'm glad it happened on the finale of Evo. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll probably get more great uh, topics like that uh, for the time being. I mean, we're we're entering our second year. We have a whole second uh, patch of D- or second group of DLC coming out. So the smash action will not stop, at least uh, not for another year or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even worried about it stopping even after that. Like, you know, the, if the DLC stops, doesn't mean the game is going to stop. It just means we're not getting any more new content. But hopefully we stop on a patch that everyone can agree or most people can agree on. <laughs> and then we're, uh, you know, we're in a good spot. That's, we, we that's all I really want. We played Smash 4 for like four years, so I think Ultimate's fine. Like, we're, we're still year yeah. one. We've got plenty of years left to go with it. Yeah, so. but the thing about Smash 4 is I, th- I don't think that game was going to uh, even started to decline until Ultimate got announced. Like, yeah. And then out of nowhere, everyone was like, everyone who was like, oh, I can't believe we're playing. Shut up. I was so annoyed while looking at Twitter. Bro, save. I want to like, I wanted to save everyone's uh, Ultimate tweets that were like, Ultimate is like the best game I ever played. Uh, and then their first impressions and then wait for the next smash game to come out and then like once they're like making their tweets again just just quote tweet them with the, that tweet like oh you mean you mean when you said this you know uh well you know ultimate's not that great like well that's not what you said at the beginning so yeah. people change <laughs> their show. minds on the flip of a coin man that's you don't have to denounce like you don't have to denounce another game just to talk up another one like i you know i i say i don't like brawl but I also didn't like Brawl when I was playing it back in the day. Like, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I never was like, this is the best game I've ever played. Uh, mostly because of Meta Knight. I didn't want to play Meta Knight and I wanted to, and I couldn't play any of the other characters because they were invalidated by Meta Knight. So I just, I don't know, man. It, it's a very interesting, uh, like, it's a very interesting thing that Smashers would do when another game comes out, except for Melee people. Obviously, they'll stay with their game forever. But like, yeah. all, all Smashers who went from Brawl forward, every time they want to talk about the new game, or the old game, they're always ready to shit talk it until I think two games pass. I think it's going to happen. Whatever the next ult- a game is, past ultimate. If another one comes out, that's when people are going to be like, you know, four wasn't that bad. So. <laughs> people have already been saying that. There's been some people saying like, man, four had this and that. I miss four and stuff like that. I only but, miss perfect pivoting. Yeah, honestly, I kind of miss perfect pivoting. I, I, do you think there's going to be another Smash game? Like, I, 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 uh, can see I, think, I think the possibility is there, but I don't think Sakurai is going to do it. It's going to be like when when Halo got swapped over to uh, to 343 instead of Bungie. Mm. But does that mean it's going to be good? I actually don't know. Probably not. I, <laughs> I mean, it could potentially be better. Maybe Sakurai was holding it back. I just, I don't know. Welcome to so Smash we'll 6, to where we have 30 characters. You know, something like that. And you, you know the internet would just, like, lose their shit at that. Even though that's, like, perfectly fine to have 30 characters. But we have so many. Like, it, you, I can't even name all the characters on the roster off the top of my head. Like, I, I had to look at the character select screen because I'll definitely forget someone. There's so many fucking characters. I have no idea how the hell they're going to try to, like, get all of them back for the next game. So that's why I feel like this might just be, like, the, the, the penultimate. They just keep building on it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I 
I don't know, man. Like, I just, the more I think about it, I'm just like, all right, man, let's, let's just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> just a little before I get tight. So, all right. Uh, what are we on? Fourth right now? Or yeah, is that four? That was four. All right. So, we have, we have shit. We had five, but we also had like six. So, uh, I don't know which one I would call the honorable mention, but the fifth one is kind of a tie between Esam winning Glitch, which was originally an A tier and then got swapped to an S tier because one, uh, Elegant didn't make it, or an S tier, but then got swapped yeah. to an A tier because Elegant didn't make it, which I don't give a fuck. If Elegant didn't make it or not, uh, I don't know if he was projected to play Esam, but I'm gonna give that win to Esam anyway. Uh, and still call it an S tier because yeah, one person uh, not coming that wasn't like MK Leo should not have that level of effect on a tournament like that. So right. uh, yeah, man, he still won an S tier to me, even if it's a pseudo S tier, and that's big for Esam because yeah, he was his results have been kind of all over the place. Sometimes he'll place like fifth, sometimes he'll place thirty. 33rd you know you never know but at that time yeah his results were all over the place so good stuff to esam but the other side of that coin is samsora also beating uh mkleo so he was the second person to be able to beat mkleo outside of nairo he did it at shine which is super huge for him because at the beginning of the game remember everyone was talking about how they think samsora might actually be the best character in the game a player uh a player yeah, yeah best player in the game yeah it was I, that was interesting. Like he was, he was winning a lot of his locals. Peach was looking mad busted because her combos, and everyone was like, "Dude, Samsora might be the hot new young man." And then he just, you know, never was able to win anything super, super substantial. He won some mm-hmm. things, but he didn't win like the, the S, you know, the crazy S right. tiers like that, or over at MKLeo. Then he did it at Shine. So that was, you know, all good, great things that happened in the Smash community over the last year. Hopefully in the next year, we have even greater uh, things, even greater tournaments, more people coming in and, you know, throwing a little money around, sticking their foot into the uh, ultimate uh, the ultimate pool and trying to get some great uh, matches on their own stream, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's, I, I would say it's a top six right there. That's fine. Like, or the tie. I feel like a lot of the topics we talked about were pretty much about who beat MK Leo, just showing his dominance and showing how important he is to the crowd yeah. of Smash. <laughs> oh, definitely forgot about Mars did it too, but that was uh, yeah, yeah. in uh, that was in uh, what was that that was a long time. Well, he actually did it twice, didn't he? He did it with Mega Man too, though. So he, he's beat him a couple times. I think. I think mm. he beat him twice. Uh, I can't remember. What but he won. A, he won a tournament doing it once, and yeah. that was like that was interesting because I remember MK Leo like SD. And I was like, what the, <laughs> like, what, what is the, I, I get that you go for the deep bear, but never this deep. What are you doing? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Cause it's so unlike him to do that. So that, that was very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the second time I think he just, I mean, Mars just had his number. Mars also, I feel like that's another honorable mention. Mars is, Mars is nice. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think people forget that Mars, you know, sometimes exists every now and then. Because, yeah, he does have some some, some interesting placements every now and then. Also, he lives in New England, which is a region that doesn't get a crazy amount of shine. But once Mars goes out and, you know, hits these tournaments, bro, Mars is nice. Like, you can't ever, ever really sleep on Mars because he's always going to be a contender for top uh, eight. I think the other big thing is that he just does not have a great record against Tweak. So which, when you think about Mars, you end up thinking about him losing to Tweak all the time. And it's just... You know, so you kind of forget about him a little yeah. bit. And also, ZSS sucks. So you know. Yeah. Okay. That's, well, I, yeah. I don't I believe that one bit, but okay. Same. That, that's like his catchphrase now on Twitter. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's the top five list, man. I, I thought it was a pretty good one. Um, I'm excited for the new year. Are we gonna do a Christmas themed episode next week? Is that happening? Because that's literally on Christmas. I don't even know if we're gonna be live. Are you home? I'll be home. 
Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm leaning toward no, but you, you we'll see, man. Uh, I mean, we'll, I, we'll talk. yeah, we'll talk. So. I'm okay with but it. But until then, because like two weeks from now, it's New Year's. So uh, like, yeah. I mean, you don't do anything on New Year's. Like I recover. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, are you, you don't want to have a hangover. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, I just like you do stuff on Christmas. Like you're supposed to like, you know, you're supposed to be with your family and like open yeah. presents and stuff. You don't do anything on New Year's. You just recover. So, okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So uh, with that being said, guys, we will uh, be calling the show. Thank you guys for watching another episode of Harder Reads here on the Prediction Channel. Uh, we will be back in about two weeks. Uh, hopefully we will be able to marinate on a lot. Maybe maybe there'll be a Christmas uh, disaster and then we can talk about that on, <laughs> on you know, New Year's. It's two weeks. Something's going to happen. We all know. Something's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, man. But in, in, until then, guys, I'm TK Breezy. That's Austin, and we will catch you guys next time. Later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.